0: old means, um, you just have to grade yourself. So A, having nothing inside, empty, (laughs) empty. B, sacred, holy, set apart. C, scary with ghosts and such. (laughs) And D, really old. (laughs) All right, anybody want to venture a guess? Yes, Kathy, B. Yes, it is sacred, holy, set apart, very good. Well done, okay. And if you were seeing this now, you would see that circled. (laughs) Try to imagine, B is circled. All right, Um, question two. B, B B-E, is A, an archaic spelling for a denizen of an apiary. (laughs) B, uh, in the indicative absolute form. C, in the imperative form. D, jive. For is or are, <laughs> e.g., how you be doing? <laughs> Anybody got a guess for that one? The imperative, yes, it is the imperative. <laughs> yeah, how would be thy name? <laughs> You're not questioning me, are you? <laughs> <We're good. laughs> um, okay, the penultimate quiz question: Thy is a a word that King James and Shakespeare used in order to sound more poetic. (laughs) B, the more formal version of you in olden days, now archaic. C, a portion of a leg generally found between the hip and the knee. Um, And D, the singular informal form of the second person pronoun, now archaic. Sarah? B? Oh, I'm sorry, you failed. (laughs) Uh, This was the only hard question. It's actually the the singular informal form of the second person pronoun. So um, when you're reading Shakespeare and somebody says, thy, it's close friends or family. Um, If you go back and look. So if you're just talking to some person you don't know well, you use you. as far as I know, Greek doesn't have an informal or a formal, it just has a singular and a plural, but the translators in the King James Version used the informal, thy for God, which is interesting, right? Instead of "how would be your name, which would be more formal. Isn't that interesting? I think that's interesting. Um, okay, last question. We'll come back to that, that informality, but um, name is the last word. A derived from the Latin nomen, which was placed on the doors of all restrooms for women back in ancient Rome. Uh, B, the capital of Alaska, maybe. C, an anagram for mean. And D, often used in the Bible to reflect a person's character or attributes. D, yes, very good, it is D. Although, if you said C, you're technically correct. Yes, that is also correct. Um, and it's true that it does come from the Latin word nomen, but it wasn't on the bathrooms. so. Uh, all right, at this point, um, I was gonna show you the Westminster Larger Catechism Question 190, but most of you probably know it, so. <laughs> we can dispense with that. Um, No, I'll I'll read it to you and you'll see that why I was gonna sort of skip over it and come back to it at the end. Um, It's a little turgid maybe. What do we pray for in the first petition? So this is the first petition. Um, In the first petition, which is hallowed be thy name, acknowledging the utter inability and indisposition that is in ourselves and all men to honor God aright, We pray that God would, by his grace, enable and incline us and others to know, to acknowledge, and highly to esteem him, his titles, attributes, ordinances, word, works, and whatsoever he is pleased to make himself known by, and to glorify him in thought, word, and deed, that he would prevent and remove atheism, ignorance, idolatry, profaneness and whatsoever is dishonorable to him. And by his overruling providence, direct and dispose of all things to his own glory. So all that is packed into Hallowed Be Thy Name. Um, Hopefully by the end, it'll make more sense like what all that that says. Um, Hallowed, the the word in Greek actually is hagiasteto, right? Okay, good. Um, that might sound a little familiar. The Hagia, you know, the what's the famous church in Constantinople? The Hagia Sophia? Spelled Hagia Sophia, which means holy wisdom. So, um, hallowed actually comes from the word for holy. It Literally, it means, um, be holy the name of you, or may let your name be holy. Okay? Um, so, we we don't have a verb for holy. Like, uh, let me read what Derek Thomas said because um, Andrew lent me this chapter and I need to use it since he (laughs) gave it to me. No, it was good, it was really good. In Praying the Savior's Way, he said, um, the Greek word translated hallowed is the verb form of the word for holy. We can't say holify your name, so we say sanctify, which has the basic idea of what? What does sanctify mean? set apart, right? Set apart. Okay. Um, so uh, one verse quickly. We have a bunch of verses to look up. Can somebody read Isaiah 8.13? You can all turn there, but one person gets to read, right? Isaiah 8.13. Yes, Ronnie. Thank you. So kind of obvious, but what is holiness linked to there? Fear. Yeah, that God is so holy that we are to fear him, right? Um, so God in the first uh, two weeks ago, in the first class, God is our father, right? Our father who are in heaven. Um, and and in the translation we use thy, which is more informal. Yet here, um, Holiness is also terrifying right he got is so holy, so set apart that he 's kind of fearsome um awesome, far more awesome than we can even imagine right uh, as Derek Thomas put it, there's a purposeful balance in the lord's prayer between god's imminence and transcendence transcendence, his nearness to us and his distance from us right he's He's our father he's within us um and yet he's also just so holy, he transcends creation. And uh, I'm not going to comment on the rest of the prayer, but he says that's throughout the prayer. Oh, that was my good little effect. You missed it. It looked pretty cool. Uh, yeah, just, just have to imagine. Oh, never mind. Um, Hebrews 12, 28 through 29. 28, Hebrews 12, 28 and 29. Yeah, John.
1: Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship, reverence, and a For our God, we consuming
0: fire. Yeah, there was like fire burning it up. It was pretty cool. Um, so, what does that tell us? By the way, do you know where the... Um, that comes up first in the Bible, our God is a consuming fire. It's in Deuteronomy twice, yeah. Um, I didn't realize that until recently that it, you know, a lot of New Testament stuff is in the Old Testament. <laughs> How about that? Um, so what are the key words in in that passage? Therefore, since we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. Reverence and awe. awe. Worship, worshiping with reverence and awe. Yeah. What does that mean that he's a consuming fire? <laughs> okay, I'll take that. He's an elder, I guess that's right. <coughs> yeah, Tim? Yeah, consuming of of others, right? It's interesting because remember when God appears to Moses in the burning bush, and the bush is not consumed, God doesn't consume himself, obviously, but everything else, all the dross consumed, he is, he's, um, and it's purifying, right? Fire is is purifying. So there's a lot there, but reverence and awe. We should worship in reverence and awe. Um, All right, let's switch from hallowed to thy name. Kevin DeYoung, he's a Ligonier guy, uh, tells us in biblical times names meant meant something they were more than badges of identification they often told others who you were and what purpose God had for your life thus Adam was the first man Eve was the mother of all living things Abraham was the father of many nations Benjamin was the, what does it mean Benjamin what's your name mean <laughs> Son of my right hand, yes. Which, he should be on your right hand, but he's on your left hand. <laughs> it's Andrew today. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew the <Stop> usurper. <laughs> um, Moses was drawn out of the water. If you ever want like to spend a fun 15 minutes, look at the name of Moses and what it comes from, what they think it comes from, the Egyptian and the Hebrew and all, it's kind of wild, all different sort of possibilities. Um, Peter was the rock, and Barnabas was the son of encouragement. What what other names do you remember in the Bible that means something? Yeah, we'll get to that one. Gabriel? Gabriel? Israel. Israel, yeah, what does that mean? Uh, he with God. Good, yeah. Matthew, come on, what's your favorite one? Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <coughs> what does it mean? Uh, something about uh,
1: speed to spoil Yeah. And spoil
0: Any others? Uh, so David. David, what does that mean? Oh. That cool. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> you were stretching, weren't you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Isaac? Isaac, which means he laughs. He laughs. Yeah, left her. Um There's, there's just so many, right? Naomi says, "Call me Mara because my life is bitter." Um, and then, didn't Hosea have to name his kids? Different things that meant things. and yeah, Okay, so names names are very important in the Bible. Um, next. God's names in scripture. God has a lot of names in scripture, right? Um, but there are especially two two uh, branches, you could call them. There's the El names, right? Eloah, Elohim, El Shaddai. Um, and as far as uh, the... Um, historians or whatever think, it, it seems to connote strength. Eloah has to do with power and strength, right? Um, but of course, the other one is YHWH, right? Yod, He, Vav, and He. Right? We're speaking a little Hebrew now. Okay. Um, and that comes up in the Old Testament, in, in the Hebrew Masoretic text, uh, 6,828 times. So that's used a lot. Um, And how does that show up in uh, the English Bible? How do we show? We don't put Yahweh in the Bible. What do we put? All caps, caps, Lord, yeah. Um, And that's because when you see Lord not in caps, in in lowercase, that's Adonai, which means Lord, right? Um, So where does it come from? Um, The first time that it shows up, the tetragrammaton or... Nowadays, we say Yahweh, but we don't really know for sure that's how it's pronounced. um, First time it shows up is in Genesis 2, 4, but the the key passage is in Exodus 3. So um, why don't we look at that? Um, uh, Somebody read, uh, we'll get to that. Hang on, hold that thought. Before Exodus 3, I wanted to mention that there are three Three elements, three aspects of the name that I want to talk about. Um, possession, protection, and personal attributes. You may notice that it's three Ps because uh, we're Presbyterian and we do that, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So possession, um, the verse for that that I want to look at is Exodus twenty-eight thirty-six. Exodus 28, 36. Who has that?
1: Samuel.
0: anybody know where that's what's going on there? Yeah, if we had the projector, we'd see the a picture of Aaron the priest with the thing on his so he's got the turban you know, and he's got the stones here but Right in the front on his forehead is this gold plate that says holy to the Lord. And the Lord, again, is, is the Yahweh, right? So um, that that sense of uh, Aaron set apart. He is holy as the high priest to the Lord. And he's got God's name on his forehead. Um, so possession, right? Protection. Um, there's a couple passages I wanted to look at for that. Uh, Ezekiel 9, four through six. You don't even have to look, you you got this memorized? Okay. Ezekiel 9, four through six. So what's going on here is um, there's uh, a guy, a man in, uh, dressed in linen, and then there's six other men, I think, and the angel's talking to them. It's not clear they're I don't think they're really men, but it's a mysterious passage but um it Israel has been um bad, and they're going to get punished here right? Do you want to read it? Do you have it? okay, so it doesn't say what the mark is on the forehead, but I think um, we the next passage we're going to look at in revelation too um when we taught revelation, we at least said we we think it's like the name of God, right, um. And there were different reasons for that, but uh, kind of in Revelation, it's contrasted with those who follow the beast of the mark of the beast and instead the mark of, of God, right? So, and it's, it's both possession, they belong to God and protection, right? Because touch, don't touch those people. They're the good people. They're the people who sigh and groan over the, all the abominations that are committed. They, They are troubled by the sin, the evil, right? And they care for God's holiness. Um, So let's look at Revelation 7, 2 through 3. So again, they're, they're sealed and protected. This is the passage that you may remember with the 144,000 and um, they're all sealed, protected. Makes sense, right? I don't have to elaborate on that, I hope. Okay, so then let's talk about personal attributes because we've already talked about how names are not just names, they they um, carry all the personal attributes and, and uh, oh, look at this, yay. Um you have chords and stuff too, right? Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. I'll just keep going and ignore the man in the front there. <laughs> okay. So, um, Exodus three. I did promise we would get to Exodus three. Exodus three, thirteen through fifteen. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about this. So Actually pay attention to this one, okay? (laughs) And think like what are the key things going on here? Exodus 3, 13 through 15. Who's got it? Yeah, Frank. Okay, so there's um, two things that God says, right? Um, well, he says a lot of things here, but twice he says, um, say to them, say to the people of Israel, who, who sent him, who, who, did, who sent Moses? First it's I am, right? I am who I am. <clears throat> and uh, our friend Derek Thomas again mentions that that can also be translated I will be who I will be. Um, <laughs> you know, I did think of that, but I thought, no, I'm not going to make that. That's <laughs> I'll let Jay do that. Um, yeah, but you remember in, in Revelation, um, Jesus is the one who was, who is, and is to come. Um, it's one of the many ways in which he is, Revealed as God the Father, for sure. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's on the side, right? Is that it?
1: Ooh. <laughs>
0: You want to see the fire, don't you? Okay. <laughs> How do I do that? Exit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where's my little cursor thing? Sandy, where's the cursor? Ah, there we go. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. We'll just quickly whip through these guys, cause uh, yeah. That was the title page, hallowed be thy name, okay. it's The Garden of Gethsemane, so we're all supposed to feel, you know, that it's a tension, peace, but also bad things gonna happen, so. Um, And then, happy Bastille Day, everybody, because it's June 14th, and yeah. July, yeah, (laughs) whatever. That's why I didn't get my car inspected yet. I got the wrong (laughs) month. It's July. There, okay. Um, actually, I can tie this together because you know when <laughs> you can always tie things together when you're a teacher. Um, there were only seven prisoners in the Bastille at the time that they stormed it, but it had this mystique, right? It's the name. Like they still celebrate those French people, Happy Bastille Day. Um, it wasn't that terrible a prison anymore. There just weren't that many people, but it's it's all about the name. What did the name connote, right? It's actually 230 years exactly since Bastille Day. Um, and I'm sure all of you have read A Little Princess by Frances Hodgson Burnett, great novel. Um, when she's forced to live up in the attic, she loses her uh, fortune. She and her friend, Becky, pretend they're prisoners in the Bastille. So the the, the name has this, Power. Okay, we're gonna skip through the quiz. See, look at cut <laughs> circle. <laughs> look at that. Oh man, <laughs> it's all about the transitions, you know. Um, there's the catechism. We'll go back to that. There's the Greek. Yep, yep, yep. Literally, direct Okay, speed read. Ah, oh, there was. <laughs> It burned but was not consumed. There it is. Okay. (laughs) Um, We already did that. God's name's in scripture. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I kind of like that one too. So you read right to left, right? That's the, uh, oh, hold on. We can do this. Yod, hey, Vav, and hey, right? Um, possession. Whoa, sorry. That was Aaron, see? The forehead thing there. Okay. Uh, Protection, revelation, and ruptive personal attributes. Okay, so we were talking about this. I am who I am. And then, again, he says, um, say this to the people of Israel, the Lord, and that's the the four letters there, the the Yahweh, the God of our fathers, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am be to be remembered. But first he says, I am a and sent you. And it seems like they're related, right? The name for God is related to I am. It's, it's his, he's the only being in creation that just is, right? Never created, um, always is. So uh, when Jesus, we'll get to Jesus in a minute, but when he says I am, that gets them very upset. So Exodus 27. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. What does that mean, to take the name of the Lord in vain? Rob. No. Great. Okay, yeah. So using the name of the Lord and and not being true about it right um you said something oh he said um saying i'm a christian but not really being a christian identifying with the name of christ but in vain yeah um did you want to add to that any of you pastor people no that was good right okay jay you want to And again when we say the name of God we're thinking now everything about God right that not just the name um but what all his attributes so exodus uh, another good passage in exodus um somebody want to read this yeah go ahead there it is <laughs> you don't even have to turn you can just look up there the lord descended <laughs> what are the key things about God there loving, and faithful. loving and faithful yeah absolutely um, and by the way when is this happening what's going on here right and and God passes in front of him and shows his glory to a degree, to a degree right because he could not Moses is request. Great, thank you. Um, and he proclaims his name, right? Proclaim the name of the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Um, but uh this comes up a lot in the Psalms, these these things that God links with his his name, right? His um steadfast love and faithfulness, his forgiveness, um but also uh his holiness and he will by no means clear the guilty, right? So Let's go on to just one example of of the Psalms and it is everywhere. So here's a Psalm of David. Somebody else who hasn't said anything yet wanna read? Garrison, you haven't said anything yet. You promised me you would participate. <laughs> And you can see the name of God there is three times used, right? But he playing on again on the theme of compassion, graciousness, right? Um, anything else? That it, so, what, if you had to sum it up, what is David saying about God's name? Because again, he says, uh, "Unite my heart to fear Thy name." Not it, it's funny. Uh, a lot of times they talk about the name of God, not to fear you, right? I will glorify thy name instead of just saying, I'll glorify you. Yeah. Uh, I I think of his name as everything that
1: that embodies him, everything that he stands for.
0: So I don't know if it's more than just him, but it's like a whole package. Okay, yeah, I I agree with that. And his reputation and everything. You were going to say that? good good so keep that in mind when you think about um praying the first four words right the hallowed be thy name what are we really saying right so we'll hopefully think a little bit more of that about that um malachi um matthew preached about malachi so i thought i'd throw in a couple verses from yeah because yeah, i was listening right <laughs> um ian do you want to read this one? Oh, go ahead Go ahead, Becky. Okay.
1: From the rising to the setting of the sun, your name
0: will be great among the nations. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to your name, for your name will be great among the nations. So what's going on there? Yeah, throughout all the nations. What did you say, Rob? Reputation. Reputation. Yeah, but also spread out, right? Not just... Um, not just Israel, but all the nations. The kingdom. the kingdom, yeah, um, in every place. Okay. Be the among all, the all the nations. So the next one is Malachi four two. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. <coughs> so um, a promise for. Fearing the name, the the name of God is good, right? We should have that great reverence for God. Yeah, as long as it's not hard. Good. He is God. It's true. Um, and I think we, we do that because of when Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll, I'll give to you. And I wasn't going to go into that, but I did think about that a little this week, that what do we mean when we say, you know, ask something in somebody's name? If you do it in my name, you're doing it on my behalf, maybe, so that, like, no, no, I'll, let, I'll get to you in a second. But um, if we ask things on Jesus' behalf, that that we think would be good for him, that he would approve of, that he would like. That's a little different than, this is what I want, in Jesus' name, please, you know, that we're actually trying to look through his, from his perspective on his behalf. I don't know, that was my thought. just kind of what I said, I think, right? Okay, good. Hey, I don't want to be accused of heresy up here, because that's, that's bad. Um, Ezekiel, yeah. All right, so um, the flip side of honoring God's name is profaning it. Bad, that's bad. Um, somebody want to read this from Ezekiel? All right. So, what does it mean to profane the name? How did they profane the name of God? Okay. Yeah, Jay. Well, by not worshiping and being faithful. Yeah, and um, they gave him a bad reputation, right? Because they said, "Look, these are the people of the Lord," and they got kicked out of the land. Why did they get k- kicked out? Because they weren't worshiping, they weren't being faithful. But they made God look bad. In a way, right? Uh, um so uh it, it also means that those people kinda of knew that there was some agreement there
1: in a way, right? The blessing of the Israelites was the land that was given to them or that they won, however they looked at it, but that there was some recognition outside that there is a God. Yes.
0: Yeah, that that happens, doesn't it, in the Old Testament? Isn't there a place in Genesis where um, somebody, Abimelech or Ahimelech or something, says, like, can tell God's blessing you, the Lord is is really blessing you, even though he didn't necessarily worship the Lord, he could he could see that there was this, um, you worship God and He blesses you, yeah. And they were they were not doing that. Um, Leviticus, nice short one. Who wants to read this one? So again, kind of sums it up. Don't profane my holy name. Sanctify God. Set him apart and and treat him as as holy. Because he is the one who is making us holy. Okay. Um, one more um, before we get to Jesus. And Job said, naked I came from my mother's womb. That's not a photo. That's a just a painting. <laughs> and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So even in his awful state you know he's got boils and he lost everything he still blessed the name of the lord and again it was, for me it was interesting that he doesn't say blessed be the lord it's blessed be the name of the lord everything about god i bless he gave he takes away I think that's a question for the session, yeah. (laughs) Tim? It really is. Yeah. Huh. No, that's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's up to the session to decide. Yeah. <laughs> so Rob, we do I don't know. I always feel unworthy. Oh, actually, we'll get to that in a second here. Um, okay, what about Jesus? So remember that um, Derek Thomas talked about the beautiful balance between God's immanence and transcendence. So in Jesus, he is our brother, but he's also the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace in, in Isaiah, right? Um, and then uh, I alluded to this, to this before. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And they wanted to stone him for that because he was clearly identifying himself with God the Father. Um, and one more, behold, the Virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. It used to always bother me. I thought, what happened? Where, where was the disconnection? When Gabriel shows up with Mary, he says, call his name Jesus. I said, but it's supposed to be Emmanuel. Didn't he get the memo?
1: Um, <laughs>
0: Why? Why didn't Gabriel tell Mary to name him Emmanuel? It wouldn't have been that hard. So I gave you a clue here. Emmanuel means God with us, right? Um, So Jesus, actually, it was a very common name. Emmanuel, not so common. It only shows up, I think, three times in the Bible. But um, Jesus was... Extremely a common name, it's, it's the same as Joshua. Um, Josephus mentions 12 people alive at that time with the name Jesus, there were some high priests even. Um, Kevin DeYoung says, in Greek, it was Jesus. In Aramaic, the language Jesus spoke, Yesu. Uh, both are derived from the Hebrew in which the name is Yeshua or Joshua. Joshua is made up of two parts, Yah, which is short for Yahweh, and Hoshea, which means salvation. Hence Yahweh saves. So most of us know that Jesus means God saves, but um, or the Lord saves. But that's that's the the background. Um, so didn't answer my question though. Why didn't why didn't um, the angel name him Emmanuel? Yeah. So exactly. I think. So when we when we say he is God, he is the incarnate God. He is God with us. We are calling him Emmanuel, right? We're not using the Hebrew word for it, but yes, we are. We do call him God with us. He by by affirming that he is fully God and fully man. So I, I didn't get that when I was a kid. I just thought, like, huh? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. that's funny. But time. Um, okay, we're getting it's getting late, so I can move on a little. I like that. Um, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And again, it's believe in his name. But when we say that, we're not saying, "Oh, I just <clears throat> believe that name, Jesus," right? Um, Because, as I said, that was not an uncommon name, but it's all that it it means. Then you're believing that God saves, right? We're believing that he's saving through Jesus, who is God with us. Um, Philippians 2, 8 through 11. Who who can read this for me? Come on, Ian. Be there for me. Okay. (laughs) We could talk about that, but we're running out of time. So <laughs> I think that's kind of clear, right? That got it. um, It's not that, oh, he gave him a new name because he was Jesus all along, but um, at, a, at his name now, every knee shall bow. Which brings us to why you all have hymnals. I think we should sing. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Um, since it's getting a little late, we'll do a very non-Presbyterian thing and only sing... Verses one and, really, you want to do them all? I always look to you for my cues. Uh, How about one, two, and five? Okay. Mark, help us out here. Mm, Thank you. (laughs) At the name of, ready, go. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall pass.
1: Every time.
0: was fun. All right. How shall we then pray? Or is it how then shall we pray? Um, To sum up quickly, a few thoughts by Matthew Henry. Um, He has three thoughts, not surprisingly. In these words, one, we give glory to God. It may be taken not as a petition, but as an adoration. We must begin our prayers with praising God. And it is very fit that we should give glory to God before we expect to receive mercy and grace from him. So th- he's writing this about, just about, hallowed be thy name, That in that we're, we're, yes, it's in the imperative, but we're we're praising God. Let your name be hallowed. Um, number two, we fix our end, and it is the right end to be aimed at, and ought to be our chief and ultimate end in all our petitions, that God may be glorified. So you notice He's he's really focusing on God's glory here, right? Um, that he is to be glorified because of his holiness, his greatness. Uh, And number three, we desire and pray that the name of God, that is God himself, in all that whereby he has made himself known. So that's how he's defining the, the name of God, which is God himself in all that whereby he has made himself known, may be sanctified and glorified both by us and others, and especially by himself. So really three things going on here when we when we pray, hallowed be the name. That it would be true in us, that we would hallow God's name, that we would treat him as holy, that we would have that effect on others, <coughs> so that they would glorify God, and that he will glorify himself throughout the world, um, in in the uh the kingdom that he's building, right? So a few thoughts. Um, and this'll stand as my closing prayer, I guess. Um, I was trying to put it into my own words. What, What would I pray then? Our Father, may your name and all that it stands for be set apart as holy in my thoughts and attitude today. Help me in my words and actions to point others to your holiness. Let your awesome holiness be known and worshiped throughout the world. Amen. So, you can look at the Westminster larger catechism question, 109, 190 again at some point, because it goes through all, builds out on that and, and talks about how um, he's gonna incline, I just highlighted incline us and others to know, to acknowledge and highly to esteem him and all, everything about him um, so that everything will be throughout the world ultimately will be glorified. Uh, That he will be glorified in the world. All right, that is (laughs) all. I'm not supposed to clap, this is church.